0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Bitcoin and all Coin Trading Talk. Different webcam angle here tonight. <laughs> it's
1: good, at least. We got, it, we got it nice and centered on you. The other yeah, last I, got my, I got my... Uh, hey, look got at that. He the there, <laughs> there you go.
2: What's
0: going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to Bitcoin All Coin Trading Talk, episode 46. Um, don't have a hat on today, and yeah, just totally changing things up here. Different camera angle. I tell you, I tell you what. Um, <laughs> so, we've got a great show tonight. Alex is going to be popping on a minute in a minute here. He's going to be late. Um, but we have Byron back again from the Coinergy team. How's it going, Byron? Sup. Sup. What's up? What's up? Uh, and then we have Brian Beamish, the Rational Investor. What's going on? Good evening. On today? Good evening.
1: Hello, everybody. See, it looks awfully dark. I should turn on some light in the background.
0: Oh, anyway. you, look, you look just, you you light up the room, Brian. Oh, there
1: you go. Man after <laughs> my own
0: head.
1: Great to so, see yeah. you guys again.
0: Likewise, likewise. Mm-hmm. Uh, been kind of in, I, I really haven't been following, actually, I'm going to check the BTC price right now because I haven't looked in like three days. That's kind of sad. 1,015, okay. All right, well, we're still over 1K. Been buried okay. in code. <laughs>
1: I was, uh, the, and actually, uh, from what I understand, you had a, um, uh, an update to your API? Yeah, we've
0: been dealing with that. Nice segue, Brian. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so anybody who's um, an API consumer um, on coinage definitely check your URL, um, or rather check your code. Uh, we changed the API endpoint. Uh, we do have... Um, those of you who are coders are familiar with a 301 redirect. Um, we have basically a redirect in place, but not everybody's code is um, is set to follow location. Um, so the new URL is basically instead of www.coinage.com, it's apicoinagecom slash api slash v1. So if anybody's having issues with that, uh, we're going to get a blog post out, out here shortly about it. Um, but yeah, actually on Friday we did... Quite, quite a large amount of um, upgrades, server upgrades, load balancers, that kind of thing. Um, and we had, you know, a couple hiccups there, uh, but everything's running pretty smoothly now. Uh, we upgraded our real-time web, uh, WebSockets API to Socket Cluster version 5. Um, so those of you who are using that might be familiar with that. Um, and so it'll also help if you upgrade your Socket Cluster client uh, to connect to that. So, yeah.
1: I, I I feel a cough coming on. Not quite sure. Something like line profile. profile. Oh
0: wow, that's weird, Brian. <laughs> you just got muted somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's on no, the list. I
2: just play with you. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list.
0: Uh, Byron, anything to add as far as the API stuff?
2: Uh, just a reminder that they can go to our GitHub if they want to get. Um, the latest uh clients
0: right yeah and byron just pushed out like pure web sockets and some other cool stuff too so our github is a treasure trove of cool connectors now
1: so how is the uh the uh, evolution into an exchange going
0: uh it's i it's not so much an evolution yet i mean we're still kind of just working behind the scenes on getting everything straight as far as the exchange UI and setting processes in place. So we still have a few. We're still a few months out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the way that it's the way that it's going to work, kind of tentatively, is you know, it's going to be two separate entities. So Coinogy will continue to exist as it is, um, and then we're going to have. Uh, what's currently dubbed as Project Atom, which is gonna be our all coin exchange as a separate entity. Um, and then you'll obviously be able to connect it to Coinergy like you could with any other exchange. Uh, but yeah, there's gonna be I kind of, I don't wanna reveal too much um, just yet really until more things are set in stone, but we just have a lot of cool ideas, you know, things that we've been wanting to do but can't because we don't technically hold funds um, on coinage So just stay tuned. All I can really say right now, but it's coming together. You know, probably maybe by next show, I'll start sharing some screenshots with you guys. We'll see it.
2: Cool. Get,
0: get some hype going.
2: Make drooling.
0: What was that, Byron?
2: Make him start drooling.
0: Yeah, I get start salivating.
1: All right, <laughs> Mr. Jumpbox is here in the flesh.
3: Mr. Ubik. i we going
1: to call you Jumpbox anymore? Or do you oh, yeah.
3: It's great sentiment, you know, or, um, what's, what's the word posterity or, uh, uh, it's a good throwback. So, uh, I'll, I'll always be fond of, uh, the jumbucks. but, uh, yeah, you, you, is where it's at now. You
1: big. All right. And actually I was, uh, I, I, even for anybody watching this, I was like, I'm not selling anymore. I believe mm-hmm. in Alex. I, I want to <laughs> see where Alex takes me. I've already got lots of free coins there. There's no reason for me to sell anymore. Alex, make me a millionaire.
3: Oh, the sentiment's good. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping for the same.
0: I think we should definitely look at an UBIC chart tonight, though. Maybe we should start out with that or something. What are you thinking, Alex?
3: Yeah, I'm cool with that. Actually, you I kind of want to your hard sell. <laughs> I kind of want to pull the community because uh, we have a lot of different charts out there right now. Uh, like if you look at Coin Market Cap, you actually see the amended data. Of the Jumbucks price attached to the ubic price and I had someone text me today asking like What that's going on with this? Something looks something looks off, but then if you go on um, Bittrex like you you only see the price of ubic so my question for you know the coinage users is do you guys want to see the Jumbucks history attached to the ubic one or do you want it to only be the ubic or Can uh, you guys at uh, coinage Amend the data, but divide it by ten, so it actually makes sense based on you know coin count.
0: Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah, we can do that, no problem. Well, I'm we can do either. I mean, yeah, I'm curious to what the community wants (laughs) to.
3: Yeah, because um, yeah, like uh, I'll get the uh, coin market cap chart going up here. Our uh, the the market cap graph looks pretty good actually. So I'm pretty satisfied with that, but the actual price part of it is looking a little wonky here. Let me share it here. Uh, So yeah, you you see a gap where we didn't have any trading going on and then the market cap is fine, but then like the price is way down here because it's one-tenth. You know, you give people ten times the amount of coins, they're obviously going to value it at one-tenth. Like we're not one coin, guys, come on. Right. Uh, But uh, yeah, for the most part, um, yeah, things are going good. Trading's back up. We got, uh, you know, records for volume. Um, And uh, we're looking for other exchanges uh, if people are curious to, um, I don't know, try try and get us on some other exchanges. Um, I know like Polo is everyone's go-to, but uh, even some of the smaller ones, if you want to harp on those guys to uh, get some more diversified trading. and uh, you, yeah, we,
2: we you got tell me a little more. bit about uh, about what changed and what's new and what the difference is. So
3: we were based on um, the jump or uh, on Bitcoin code base, um, like and we were even like uh, proof of stake for a little bit, and uh, now we've done a token swap and we are on an Ethereum based network now. Like we've taken the code for Ethereum and we've done changes to it. So now we are running a proof of work so you can actually mine this coin with uh, your graphics cards. And uh, it also has all the same functionality that Ethereum does. So in that way, like um, we're able to build a lot more applications and stuff on it. Uh, So we have a couple proof of concepts coming out in the next month or so. Um, Actually at the end of March, I'm going to be doing a demo um at a, a conference in toronto if anyone wants to come out any toronto peeps um it's going to be the toronto ai conference on artificial intelligence but yeah we're going to throw a little blockchain in there too just to kind of go with the theme of futuristic
1: rock on dude man i'm so stoked for you way to go man
3: yeah it's cool uh we got a couple of major canadian banks that are going to be at it too so hopefully they see us and get kind of impressed and want to work with us
1: uh isn't that the enemy who boo, is boo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend this is oh, my friend. Oh, nice comeback.
1: come back nice comeback. back
2: yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. all right uh, fair
1: enough but anyway way to go dude uh, I'm glad you got it off and yeah we can look at the chart you know it was funny I was joking with Alex they said you know uh, watch you know for the first candle and don't let some cheeky little punk guy go and run it up to like 3,000 Bitcoin, ads, <laughs> you know, right on the first day of trading.
0: Well, you guys somehow got on Bittrex without the the first trade being like one Bitcoin or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that might've just been like part of what we planned for was, you know, carrying the value of the old coin forward to bring stability. And that's really what we got. Um, that was
1: good. I I actually, I thought that the uh, new listing date actually went really orderly for you guys, so I was uh, really, uh, really pleased to see that.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah, Yeah. we should put, uh, let's just say formally, let's put it to like community poll. Do you want us to just tweet at us or something, let us know or let us know in, in chat. Do you want us to append the earlier data? And then if so, do you want us to divide it by 10 basically?
1: Yeah, I, I, if you have my vote, I mean, just simply marry the two and uh, and just adjust the previous data set.
0: Yeah. Um, I just don't want like, to tick anybody off.
1: The key to, and, you know, we need to understand this, this is actually pretty normal about new issues, right? They come to public and people look at this and they're like, oh, you know, this looks pretty good. But if you amend it with the JBS uh, data, of course, what you're going to see is and if anything i think and i are we still uh yeah that might not pop up because
0: it's been delisted. i don't know no that's too
1: bad because that it might be be really valuable um that chart itself had a whole bunch of price gaps and key levels that we should probably keep in mind so uh if if you do if you do merge the data it'll really help us understand price action a little bit better i think um You know, as it stands right now, unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, I can imagine that this thing probably, you know, show me higher highs and higher lows. Higher highs and higher lows is a bull market, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some momentum divergence that's developed on this move to new highs here. Um, And then also, too, given the fact how far it did run um uh, i wouldn't be surprised if uh if you know we do have to you know have the the parties happened alex and his gang pulled it off so congratulations um i wouldn't be surprised if you know we have to have a little bit of a cleanup after the party um and it's interesting i like to follow this parking garage kind of theory i don't know whether you guys have ever heard me talk about it before or not. oh yeah but, you know, markets love to move in this sort of trading range kind of fashion. For So for those that are uh, relatively new to trading, I think what happened was they brought the coin out. It did waffle a little bit, but it left a price gap, which actually suggested that it wasn't done. And sure enough, on this counter trend rally to fill the price gap, they really pressed the highs. You know, if anything, uh, I could see if there was going to be a bear, uh, you know, step in. We had a really nice cute little inside candle develop right here. And I suppose you guys have been working with me long enough. You've probably heard me talk about reload zones and stuff like that before. So if we just throw that on here. You know, for people that are watching the video and like watching price action in real time, you know, it shouldn't surprise us that the market rallied up into here. And here's our good old reload zone. So if this was a bear... And, and the bears wanted to step up and, and put a top in the market, what's really cool is there's a really cool little inside bar that developed right here, and we often say that you get this situation where bull-bear battle lines are defined. And I would argue that at this moment, you had a very clear, robust bull-bear battle line. If we went up through the high here, which wouldn't be too much of a stretch to break that high, then away we go up. If we break this uh, low, confirming the inside bar, and actually, it's really interesting to see how close those levels came there, eh? um, then, you know, she was Kaputsky. So you can see a uh, real indecision bar. It was just the market just sat there. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And market just didn't find any sellers, and so up she went. When it couldn't find any sellers, nobody wanted to step up and hit this thing. The bulls take over, and away we go. And as I said earlier, this is such a cool demonstration of the parking garage. Where in essence, this was basically a trading range. We accepted above the range. And all the market really wanted to do was just duplicate this range up top. That's exactly what it did. Isn't that cool? Um, Mm -hmm. I suppose you could argue that we might have a big-ass M trying to come in here up, down, up. So watch for structural failure, and it looks to me like this is basically your battle line. If anything, um, you'll sort of know that, that this story's in trouble. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. You'll know the story's in trouble just in the short term. But as, as we said, right, people that played this story uh, did very, very well. And sadly, of course, this is the public coming in here. And, you know, if the if the story had to top out and clean itself up for the next month or two, it wouldn't shock me. And I think on balance, just like you had this very well-defined M sort of developing up here, if we M out here, that's probably telling you that she's done. Um, as long as we keep making higher highs and higher lows, then, you know, it's just business as usual. In fact, uh, you probably heard me talk about the bot before, and yep. uh, you can even, you know, the irony of it all is that this shit works on, you know, S&P 500, it works on uh, Bitcoin, and it even works on broiler chickens. Uh, where is those levels? I oh, Thought I used to have them here. Anyway, 0.33 and 0.66, and I apologize, Alex, I'll try and be relatively quick here.
3: Oh, it's okay, I'm um, just getting the wheel ready.
1: Okay. Oh, I think actually Will already
3: did
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I just pasted it in the... uh, Oh, perfect.
1: Okay, so... I used a different um,
0: type of wheel, but... You know, the
1: good old bot wants to see at least a 33%, but no more than a 66%. There's 66%. It's awfully dark. So, in essence, uh, bot is alive. And if we put in... uh do, 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 do. I you know me personally I like to trade with three lows. Now you know I was in the lounge today debating with one of our members about exactly how many lows he needed to have to take the trade and really it's all up to your own personal preference. but uh, I could very easily see a long setup trying to develop. there's the 25 line didn't really set up that well. Uh, But I could see, can you guys see how we have a potential AB equals CD, boom, boom, AB, and then CD moving our way up top here. That's something like that. So uh, really simply put, uh, the the trend is your friend until it isn't. And as long as this thing keeps making higher highs and higher lows, it's pointing higher. I'm not going to get in the way of it. You'll know that there's going to be trouble, and maybe this thing is done if we start Ming out and making lower highs and lower lows. So, uh, and and also too, you know, the last comment I'll make about this is: remember, this thing came from an awfully, awfully long way. Um, so, if and when uh, Coinergy can merge the data, it'd be really interesting to draw fibs off of the original lows, um, and then see if there are any price gaps, that kind of stuff lining up. All right, that's my two cents there for whatever it's worth.
3: Cool, yep. Brian. I appreciate the uh, the input. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, we, we've been seeing a mystery market maker coming on that we're not really sure who's running it. So uh, hopefully he can take us where he wants and uh, it's in the right direction.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that kind of scares me a bit. So you know, I want to hear that you're at, at driving the bus here. Not you me. know, I
0: think I still have a lot of jumbo GBS that I earned through tips on your Slack. I
3: could yeah. probably come in and do some market making. <laughs> we can get those sorted out soon enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but so, um, did you,
1: have you so have you uh, reorganized all the tipping and all that? Are you tipping now in UBQ and all that on your uh, Slack?
3: Uh, tip bot's a little bit lower on our priorities list, but because uh, a lot of people <laughs> withdraw it before we did the swap, but uh, we will get the tip bot back up and running. I know that is something that should be done in the next uh, week or two here.
1: You know, and when you, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually, because you're telling me when's the date of that Toronto conference?
3: Uh, March 28th.
1: All right, so everybody, Alex just basically gave you a fundamental catalyst window that we should all basically set our watches to. All right, so wherever the hell March 28th is on our charts, if you are a UBQ driver or a follower, that's the fundamental date that you want to, whoop, my chart can't go that far out. Anyway, somewhere out here. That's going to be a major fundamental catalyst that we want to keep an eye on, and it'd be actually really interesting as we do these shows to see how the price of the asset acts as uh, Alex gets closer and closer to his big presentation. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Yeah, he's already yeah.
3: sweating. He not <laughs> okay, well,
1: you know, like uh, Royal Bank, there's some market maker, Royal Bank guy, right, just sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> You know that you know he's gonna come to the conference and he's already gonna have a big position in your coin, right? But he'll act like, well, maybe I'm interested in buying. Okay.
3: Right. Well, that's what I'm seeing right now with this mystery market maker. It seems like he's not getting any sellers because a lot of our guys. Uh or holding for long term and uh, he, he moves it up a little bit and then he does a scare sell and then it's like oh geez still no sellers okay I guess I'll move it up again and right now there's a wall at 6500 um, but yeah it's well, that makes sense smaller. right
1: because that's that's basically up in resistance up here right? 6500 is that, that those old highs
3: right? well and I'm wondering if that's his wall and just trying to you know, hold the market down so he can try and get some more sellers but. Yeah, I, I don't want to speculate too much.
1: Well, you know, to be honest with you, for whatever it's worth, I, you know, you're, you're, uh, if anything, I would say you don't want this thing to go parabolic. You just want nice and quiet, slow and steady wins the race. You don't want this thing to turn into some shitcoin pump.
0: Right? Yeah, parabolic will be fun for three days.
1: Yeah, and then you have to go through <laughs> six months of shit cleaning it up. Right. So if anything, if anything, I think it's probably in your best interest to say, you know, look at guys, just cool it.
3: <laughs> Slow grind. Yeah. No, we're, and we're at a pretty good price point right now with uh, how it relates to the network hash rate, like uh, uh, the strength of the network. So we're at a point now where we're, we feel pretty safe with it. But obviously we'd like, you know, price to go a little higher. So we incentivize more miners to be mining it. But uh,
1: And this is what kind of what that, uh, and I always pronounce his name wrong, uh, uh, the Ethereum guy, Voltic, Uh, Vitalik, Vitalik, right? Didn't he publicly come out once and say, uh, I don't like the price of my coin this high? Isn't it kind of in your best interest to kind of keep the price of your coin relatively low so it's competitive?
3: Um, yeah, like, uh, to a certain degree, like, uh, right now our total supply is kind of in the same scope of how much like Ethereum there is out there. I think there's like 70 or so Ethereum, 70 million Ethereum and we're like at 36 million. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we are a lot cheaper to deploy, like to use our network versus Ethereum. But like that trade off is security right now. Um, but I think, uh, overall like when I was talking with uh, Vlad was the guy I interviewed who's who said yeah I think the price is kind of too high you know I think uh, you know people don't want to spend $20 to deploy a contract like uh, you know apps will get pretty expensive to run I think that's just kind of the the overall like thought of uh, Ethereum too right now where it's kind of like uh they they don't have a, a monetary policy like they don't have a plan for how many ether there's ever gonna be. What's the interest rate gonna be next year? And that was something we made sure to really have like nailed down. Like we know exactly what our ten year plan is and uh, that is sustainable. So like our inflation is only like seven percent right now. Well, um, it's only gonna go down.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Way to go, dude. So proud of you. <laughs>
3: All right but, um we
1: kind of were going to do something a little different do we want to take some time to talk about that? actually I've not really heard a hell of a lot in the news i suppose the only thing that's really driving price right now is this ETF uh Alex you want to chime in on uh, what's what's from industry perspective what is your sort of thought of this ETF and uh, what's your feelings with all this
3: um yeah it's kind of make or break i guess um they have till March 13th, I think, is the final day that it can be uh, delayed to. But then they have to say it's approved or denied because it, I think it's like the SEC gives 240 some odd days um, from like filing to giving a final uh, uh, verdict. Yeah. And uh, since now we're getting so close to that date, Bitmax has actually put in a, um, a prediction market for it. Yeah, I saw that.
1: Is that is that sort of what the purpose of that augur was supposed to be? Like uh, making bets on whether something like this would actually get listed? Would that be like a an application that augur was meant to do?
3: Uh, augur is supposed to do that in like uh, a distributed way. To like you know you set it up and then uh, people report on the actual event happening. This Bitmax is doing it in a centralized way, but it's exactly the same. Yeah.
1: And and is there um. I don't quite understand this. Uh, and somebody tried this. So, is there like a, is this kind of like that? That remember before Ethereum with the ICO, there was some guy that was listing a token and it was trading on the anticipation of this yeah, Ethereum. the know,
2: original
3: I, ETC. Yeah. Uh, that was Lisk, I think. That was trading before it was trading. No, no, no. It was yeah. a, the
1: Ethereum, and and the guy had a token and he called it ETC, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, is that sort of the same kind of thing? Is that they've they've kind of created this token that's supposed to be a proxy
3: on this? No, no, no. This one I don't think you're going to be able to
0: cash this in for anything other than...
3: And, BCC, and I actually uh, tweeted about this, Brian. It'd be really interesting to see some TA on it because the market only goes from 0 to 100. So... After this final date, it's going to either be a hundred or it's going to be zero. Zero being the fund doesn't get approved or a hundred being, yes, it is approved. So the market started at 50% and uh, if you bet in one direction, you're going to put it down a little bit. And if you bet okay. in the other direction, you're moving it up. So, okay, it's kind interesting. Of so right, right now, it's right now?
1: What's 33% what's
3: on, that it's not going to pass. What's this symbol? Uh, it's, uh, it coinage. it's, it's, yeah, it's on coinage under Bitmax. It's Uh, it's coin, uh, underscore. Coin B-H-17 B-H-17 is yeah. what we have. Oh, I am like
1: that.
3: Yeah. And then the oh, exchange code BMEX. And, and I, I saw it draw some gaps in the first couple of days and I, uh, actually yeah. put, put some TA out just on based on it, refilling those gaps. But the funny thing is you have to consider the value of Bitcoin in in the, the pricing or the percentage of this because if the ETF gets approved, we're talking about Bitcoin going up significantly in value.
1: Well, and that's the thing is that what happens if this ETF is approved and Bitcoin actually goes down in price? Um, you know, why is everybody assume that Bitcoin's price is going to go up if this thing gets, well, because a we're
0: going to get such a huge flood of investors, Brian. Well, yeah.
1: I, you know, look at your EBQ. It's the same sort of thing.
3: You <laughs> and know, it's EBQ, be the
1: EBQ was something else before,
3: yeah.
1: right? And the price got bid up into the event. I might argue that your EBQ is actually very nor or UBQ, sorry is very uh, normal behavior of an an initial public offering. And I actually look at things like other exchange-traded funds that are trading, and I have to say it, guys, this is looking pretty damn heavy. And one thing that's really bothersome about this thing is um, a lot of stock market people like to play these, uh, they like to be in whatever asset is outperforming the S&P 500. And that's what this study is down here. It just is a relative performance to the S&P 500. And you can see on balance this Bitcoin ETF trust, this uh, GBTC, it's been outperforming for quite some time. But, uh-oh, I don't really like the look of what I'm seeing here. Something's not right. So I'm concerned that, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. It seems to me that, you know, a hell of a lot of bullishness is already baked into the price
3: here. So
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, why is it everybody's assuming that Bitcoin's price is going to go up on this IPO? That doesn't make any sense to me.
3: So you think it may be already priced in, like we've been rallying for, for this event?
1: I think to a certain degree, there is definitely that possibility. Now, also too remember seasonality. Do you think it's an accident that they want to bring this thing to market right in the middle of March? That's, you know, that's like the juicy sweet spot for the stock market.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: what I think could very easily happen, and, you know, if we actually look at Bitcoin price, um, you know, let's see, where's this? I got it. Um, that's not <laughs> what I want? Okay, here, let's just do yeah. BTC uh, mm-hmm. USD. If we just look at the Bitcoin price, what I see is uh, a successive sort of, uh, how do we describe this? Uh, Actually, fairly orderly stair stepping its way higher. And actually, I do have this really cool stamp chart that shows that. Remember, we just talked about those parking garages, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, this was a trading range, 200% extension up to here, and then we had to consolidate. And this was a range breakout, 200% range, console, uh, uh, move up, and then consolidate. And then same damn thing here, breakout to new highs, 200% uh, percent range uh, extension, and then consolidate. And then also too, when I look at Bitcoin price, you notice that we have a big run up, then a pullback, then a chop, 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 and then a final dump. Here we have a big run up, pull back, run up, chop, 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 chop final dump, and away we go. So I look at price right now, and should it really surprise us to see a hell of a lot of difference? Got a big run up, 200% parking garage extension, big initial dump, counter trend rally, chop, 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 right? And when does the Bitcoin ETF come to market? Oh, right there. So that would actually correspond nicely with previous rollovers after a nice little consolidation after the big dump. Um, Do you see where I'm going with this?
3: it sounds like regardless whether it passes or fails, it, it's going to go down there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, in, in a weird sort of way, sometimes, um, you know, I mean, look look at the silly stock market. Um, I, I would be willing to bet if you asked people before the silly election, what's going to happen if Donald Trump gets elected? I bet you everybody would have said, oh, the stock market's going to go down. And the silly stock market just literally on election day just fucking turned and went straight up. Um so in a weird sort of way, it's almost like uh the fate, you know, anyway you slice it, this thing um had its big initial dump. And you know, if you believe in like elliot Elliott wave kind of idea, usually uh these corrections are in a sort of two-prong fashion. Uh it usually goes A, B, C kind of idea. Um, and I'm just I, I'm concerned that we've had a hell of a lot of resistance built up top, and now we've got a whole bunch of resistance levels and the fact that this was a massive resistance level up here. So we've got a hell of a tough slog to break out to new highs here, and this isn't a complete correction phase. You know, really, um, you guys, did I ever show you those stamp spiral charts? They're so cool. But The one this, where
0: it's going up to 5K? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So you know, really, the point is, is that consolidations usually look like triangles. Um, and I don't, you know, when I look at this, I see okay, an initial burst up, a pullback here. It still looks to me like this is very much in the process of consolidating uh, this rally here. I don't think we're ready to move to new highs. Now, keep in mind, market will do any old damn thing it wants. This is just my opinion. Uh, but my opinion is um, I'm feeling like we still got a little too much bullishness in this market, and that needs to be sort of played out. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. Um, kind of a uh, – I don't know. Did anybody else want to throw anything in? I don't mean to dominate the conversation here. Sorry. Oh, it's good.
0: Um, I'm just right, here go. to listen.
1: Uh, <laughs> have a, uh, Byron, actually, wait, wait, uh, give me your thoughts in two sentences.
2: Well, uh, I think it's uh, it's not as uh, it's not as distributed as I would hope it would be for being distributed. But it's not uh, you know it's not as less distributed as it is more distributed for being something that's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
3: um, you mean the ETF itself, or? Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, are I, you I, talking about this uh, image here? This GBTC? is yeah. that what you were talking about?
2: Sorry, I think my mic keeps
3: in and out of me.
0: Oh, I think your mic is, yeah.
1: Okay, really well, wrong. I put uh, Byron <laughs> on the spot there. I apologize. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry, Chief. He's probably like, oh my god, what the hell are you doing to me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I. I my my general feeling is is that usually IPOs they're gonna take the price up into that event. You want to make this really simple, uh, Bitcoin, really simple for Brian. Just go and break these highs, please. Just I mean, what's well, a hundred bucks between friends, right? We're talking about hundred and fifty bucks. Alex, go call up a couple of your buddies and just break this damn thing out to new highs. Yeah, seems to
3: have has no problem going down $100 in like 15 <laughs> minutes. So I, I can imagine it could go up $100 in a couple of days. That, that would be a okay, fairly well just, reasonable thing to ask.
1: Just do it. Just get it done, and then Brian will be like, rah, rah, market structure, bull, away we go. While we're still fighting up here in this range, I just gotta cool my jets. I can't get too excited. And it sucks, right? Because everybody wants to be a bull. We wanna be a bull. Come on, let's make money, right? La, la, la.
2: But right now, I just gotta cool my jets. I can't get too excited about anything anymore, you know, because there, there's so many, everything's just a clone of this, a clone of that, and nobody's really doing anything new I want to see somebody I want to see some innovation going on here you know something that I think people are really going to jump on that'll really make you know you want to see those waves in that market you want to see those lines starting to go up you know I think it was last week we were talking about over the m's and w's you know I think I think we need uh, I think we need to see something really happen
1: well I really what I'm waiting
2: for is uh, what's the date of that conference Alex?
3: Uh, March twenty eighth.
1: <laughs> there's our catalyst no pressure Alex no pressure oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just being silly yeah I agree with you um, and of course we have this this major segwit sort of albatross overhanging the market and Alex is telling us now if I understand it correctly that uh, and you know it's interesting Alex said well you know let's try and do some simple TA I think very simply put, when you look at this, like this thing opened up at, like Alex said, 50%, and right out of the gate, which way did it go? Down. That's not good. So is this a – if it's above 50%, then the trend is toward acceptance. If it's below 50%, then the trend is toward rejection. Is there some sort of magic number that this has to be for SegWit to actually pass?
3: Uh, That's for the ETF getting passed.
1: Oh, this is the ETF. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Okay, I'm told. Totally or are
0: happy. people just hoping that it is going to pass and they want to get that sweet margin when it's down in the 30s as opposed to when it's
3: higher? Yeah, because <laughs> right now you're basically like you're betting three to one odds that the ETF is going to get passed if you're if buy the, buying this. If you're selling it, you're you're on the three to one. You're on the three side.
1: Assuming that, uh, but you know, if it doesn't get passed and you buy it at 30, what happens? It could, go- or you're shorting, is that what you mean?
3: Yeah, you're yeah, shorting it.
1: Oh, okay. Fair enough. And and the absolute maximum reward is 30 bucks here.
3: Um, yeah, I think so. Like uh, mm-hmm. somebody would be putting up 30 to your 70. Um
1: Oh, isn't that interesting. So this is totally peer-to-peer. It isn't like there's a market maker here?
3: Right. I, I think like uh, Arthur, whoever's running it, probably put like bids in the books on both sides because if you do even bidding on both sides, you're just adding liquidity and you actually don't have any risk. Like that was something I read about with Augur too. It's like uh, someone can load up uh, both sides the bid and the ask so that way, you know, one bid doesn't move it like 3% you could actually put in a, a shitload of orders on both sides. So, you know, it's, uh, it's got more of a liquid pool to push around.
1: All right. So ETF, keep an eye on this. Interesting how we put in a little bit of a bottom here. So, somebody uh, has, has decided that the odds are better than this 30A eh, and are bidding it up here to 30.5 or whatever. Um, I suppose one could argue as long as you keep seeing lower highs and lower lows, that's just basically the trend. Probably easier to look at this as a line chart, right? So just simply M's and W's kind of idea. It is interesting, probably on the panic dump, right? Uh, can you see the harmonic pattern that developed here? So the resolution through this harmonic level here, um, thats a uh, that might even be a Gartley, but it kind of looks like a bat. Basically that action there said, you know, this market's explored this area, it doesn't want to be here, it wants to be away. Um, so, you know, people trading this cute little double bottom there. I don't mind the idea of saying, all right, I'll, I'll go long at 34%. And if we break back below uh, 30 or 29, 28, whatever, I'm just going to walk away. It's doable. You can see how uh, that came in right here, uh, but then that failed. So that setup failed. I don't know whether, uh, you know, I don't think we can do things like candlesticks or anything, but maybe even off, like, say, the problem is, is probably not a hell of a lot of volume here, Hey, eh? A lot of yeah. this just sits here just totally. Yeah, you can see it's there, no right?
0: volume, then somebody places a bet is that yeah. no
1: volume. So, you know, uh, we have an old, you know, uh, saying in the markets, uh, you know, these kind of illiquid markets are dangerous, especially if you're a motivated seller, if you get wiped out. So, uh, a lot of chop back and forth. Looks to me like it's, uh, it's uh, if anything, this is basically saying that uh, the odds are against this thing passing, right?
3: Uh, yeah, basically, the market sentiment right now is showing that it's no- not going to pass.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, the, uh, for, I don't mean to piss off Bitcoiners, right? But the, 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 the news releases and stuff that I was reading and the analysts, what they were saying was it's a lot easier for the regulators. Like they can't put the decision off anymore, but it's a lot easier for them to just simply say we, we just, we're not ready uh, to approve this. We're just not there. It's not ready versus them really taking the risk of actually uh, getting this thing, uh, you know, giving it approval. Um, so that's sort of the tone that I heard that, that the analysts themselves didn't think that the, that the odds of this thing, uh, being approved were, were high. Uh, so I kind of caution people in that regard. Um, I'm sure all the latest China stuff, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, tr- if tr- Donald Trump, because I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't Trump appoint some sort of, um, Bitcoin sort of. Aristocrat into his advisory committee or something.
3: Yeah, I forget what role he's serving, but there is someone who is formerly of a Bitcoin company working um, with Trump.
1: So, yeah, so I can see that if you know, and and this is still you know almost a month away, I can see if Trump was was had inertia, had the wind at his back, and this advisor could really sort of put the screws to the SEC. I could see that there could be some political influence here, but Mr. Trump isn't, um, he's under the gun a bit right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if you know, is, is uh, even they might lobby it, but the SEC might itself feel empowered and actually, you know, as a way of lashing back against him, uh, might just, you know, disapprove this just to spite him. Um, I don't know. That's total conjecture uh this is interesting i think you know for me to actually participate in this i'd need this to be a little bit more liquid
0: yeah i think it's mostly just a for fun thing
2: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know whether i'd put it not in. something you'd like yeah necessarily stick a lot of money in you know we
1: used to have this uh this site called in trade about 10 years ago and that was such an awesome place it would have all these bets running all simultaneously and then mysteriously big brother came and shut them down (laughs) it was too bad it was a really cool site anyway okay so is there such a thing as a market-based one of these and maybe you can talk to the uh, BidMix guy if we could put together one of these on whether segwit's going to pass or not
3: yeah, no, that'd be uh, I think another good prediction market to run. I'm just trying to find out now exactly when did Segwit start signaling because it only has a year. before. Yeah, wasn't it
1: last September, October? I seem to remember that the, the one-year deadline was like September, October.
3: Yeah, but there's nothing to stop them from just re-implementing it. So it's it's not like it's a huge fundamental event for November, but it just means that everyone's has to start signaling again. It's just one of those things. I guess uh, they, they put a time limit on it just because
1: Yeah, I, and I you know, did you guys see my tweet about I said Bitcoiners aren't going to like this because I kind of think you know, again uh, I is just throwing it out there. I don't want to piss anybody off uh, but I recently uh, put together a chart and I found it kind of compelling that it looks like Bitcoin's actually trying to carve out a really big um, harmonic pattern, a Gartley pattern. Uh, Where is that GDAX? Such a cool chart. Let's see if I can do this for you. Uh, Where did we do that off of? I think we did it off of this low here. So, uh, you guys ever heard me say before, Bitcoin loves mountain. I don't know if you've ever heard me say that before, but wow, Bitcoin just absolutely loves Mountain Man. And um, if we put Mr. Mountain Man on the chart, you see that basically we came down and pretty much tagged that right on the nose there. Um, And then we rallied back up. And this was actually a fairly well defined uh, seventy-eight point six. Well, what do I call seventy-eight point six? I gotta keep bugging you. Uh, is that <laughs>
0: light in the sand?
1: Hey, excellent. Wait, okay, wait. good. So, in essence, I got um, one right. We got. Uh, we got. Oops, that's not what I want. I want this one. We got uh boom to boom to boom. Boom! If we come down here, um, theoretically, a Gartley would be 78.6 right into that area. And I've kind of postulated that if this does happen, this is what's called a potential reversal zone, PRZ right here. And if we get a nice little divergence and some nice little structure in price down here, I'm telling everybody this could be the fucking buying opportunity of a lifetime. So if we think about things like the actual cost of production of Bitcoins, if we understood that back here, the average cost of production was 150 to 300. After the halving event, that number goes to 300 to 600. So seeing a bottom right around the top of the cost of production or the top of value, in my opinion, makes a lot of sense. That would also clean up a lot of unfinished, you know, tails that need to be eaten. kind of talk um, along here. And what I find really interesting, too, is you'll notice if we, like, say, put the original double bottom breakout. You remember when we were originally talking about the bullish bot last fall? That was that Mm -hmm. breakout level. And remember we talked about cup and handle. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Now, the irony of it all is if this Gartley plays out the way it is, all they're going to do is just bring price right back to that original breakout point. And, you know, this is what I'm worried about for ETF people right, is they bid price up, it's nice and frothy, and the public is basically going to come in and buy that ETF at the top of the market. You know, Mr. Gann says that corrections usually should knock off 50% of the move, and he liked to use the zero level. So if we actually look at this high at 1200 50% of that, right, is basically that $600 area. If we, you know, um, if we look at other measures that sometimes are plotted along the right-hand side of the screen,
0: <laughs> very subtle, Brian.
1: <laughs> there's other anecdotal evidence to support a move down into this area as well. So this is what I'm, you know, as an old gnarly technician. Of course, everybody in Bitcoin land's like, "Oh, fuck you, Brian!" Right? I don't want to see that. But I'm gonna kind of feel like uh, it, like, you know. If anything, I want market prove me wrong. I, you know, the easiest way to prove this thesis wrong just go, t- just go take this damn thing up to new highs here. Just hundred bucks, Alex. Go buy some damn bitcoins, right? <laughs> just take it up here, hundred dollars. Get the damn the argument over with done. So uh, this is I'm sort of right now a little bit um, um, uh, stressed, if you will. And you know, we start. You know, like I said, this is seventy-eight point six. I don't know whether we've done a video since, but man, I was barking like a dog on the internet the uh, last week. Um, and of course, all my site members—they uh, listen to my rants on a daily basis. But in essence, uh, can you guys see how this? Basically, they just took the market right back into the reload zone. There, see that? Yep. And God, if I mean, if people watching this video seriously. If you start seeing people on Twitter saying, I just mortgaged my house to buy Bitcoins, that's a major (laughs) warning that get ready. The market's getting ready to bitch slap some people. And that's exactly what happened here. It was just nasty. And you want to hear you want to see a kick in the pants. This is what drives, you know, it drives technicians crazy. Is of course all the public's buying in here, and hopefully they didn't buy on leverage and margin and get wiped out. But what was really interesting is uh you know, a while ago we been we were talking a little bit about this inverted head and shoulders and it sort of goes like this there to there, to there, to there. Do you remember did we have we done a show since this? Yeah, you remember that, All right? So can you see the inverted head and shoulders here? Mm-hmm. And also too, if we do things like um, harmonics off of that low up to that high, What you see is, well, you know, it really shouldn't have surprised us to see price stall up here. And, you know, what kills me about this is if we do just a reload zone from this high back to this low, can you see how the reload zone where institutions are going to buy is this window right there. And all they did was they just cranked market right down into that reload zone and then
0: just backed it up. That's So, so spot on too.
1: Yeah, and what's sick, right, Will, is check out how this is basically, like this neckline goes out over time. So what they really did here was they just brought the market right back down into the original head and shoulders bottom. So... You know the, the sad part about this is actually quite a bit of this is very cliche There really isn't any surprises that are going on in price action here. I apologize that this looks pretty messy here Let's maybe uh, get rid of that and we'll get rid of that So you can see that reload zone tag there. It was just like literally textbook You see how they just zinged it down into there and then just jackknifed it right out of there Incredible, eh? Mm-hmm. So um, what do I see right now in the short term? I think what I see is back and forth. we got this big fundamental catalyst that everybody's waiting for. March, when's this supposed to be the date? 13th? Somewhere around there, right?
3: 10th? Uh, Yeah, I believe it's the 13th. All
1: right. So in essence, you can see the market setting up into this fundamental event. You know, all the public, for heaven's sakes, maybe just let the dust settle. From this event and as I showed you you know Gartley's and stuff like that considering we don't really have another fundamental catalyst for price to move into until uh, really September October right that's when segment is supposed to be officially passed right so you know it'll be I you know I think we'll probably have another show before this actual fundamental event So let's see how this develops. My hunch is we're going to play around this $1,000 level, big, fat, round number. Shouldn't surprise us that we're just oscillating around here. And my hunch is, and this is just my hunch, but let's see what happens over the next couple weeks, we're going to eventually top out and, and start to correct following this fundamental event. So we'll see what happens.
0: Sounds good. All right. Um Should we get uh, on some wheel action.
1: Yeah, I kinda went off on a tangent there. Sorry guys. That no, that's fine, it's interesting. I hope that helps. I hope everybody looking at this video understands why price failed here where it did. I think that's pretty obvious. Well, not obvious, but a good learning lesson here for everybody.
3: Well, and, and Bitcoin's important to cover because it's uh the main pairing that we go to for a lot of these altcoins. But uh nope. yeah, I'm curious to see what uh shows up on this new wheel that you found, Will. Uh yeah, well, I don't know well, how, we how well it's thing. gonna work or what, but
1: okay.
0: Do you want I'm to show it look at first? Doesn't matter. Why don't you go ahead and show it, Alex? <laughs> I have.
1: Oh, there it is. All right. It's a four K monitor, monitor,
0: so I don't know if I'll be able to share it properly. Look
1: at all those damn coins, Jesus! That's a lot. We got a lot of feedback on this show, eh? Right?
3: Uh, oh, yep. Decred. Oh.
1: Decred. Oh, I ECR. got a double on this recently.
3: Oh, I hope you got at least one. <laughs>
1: Well, I just, uh, I didn't, I, uh, I didn't grab the bottom. It's such a pretty bottom, but um, I was uh, holding a whack of it um, through all this correction, just doing little old ladies nibble, 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 and my average cost was actually the double bottom breakout level here, and I got my double off here, so I'm a happy camper. In fact, I, on the, uh, the, 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 the site tweets and stuff, I was like, I got my free decred, I'm a happy camper. Now, you know, the interesting thing about this, and it's just, you know, it's ridiculously cliche, guys, and everybody watching this, you know, it's too late. Obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but can you guys remember through November and December, what was I saying? I was saying, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying. Um, And do you guys see the W that came in here right into the end of the year? I mean, basically, yep. they just rip this thing down, nice little W, and then, like, literally, uh, there's the first day of the calendar year, so they have one more last little oomph. I think that was probably right around Alex's interview with the guy. Basically, he came on Alex's show and said, yep, uh, we're legit, we're real. Alex said, all right, <laughs> Internet, it's all right to buy this thing, and boom.
3: <laughs> it was actually around the twentieth that I interviewed him, but oh, okay. uh, I'll well, take credit on. for what happened everywhere else after that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was setting you up here. You could have taken credit for it.
3: <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think uh, for uh, this project, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of buzz around it, and now even uh, the creator of Litecoin, who is also the chief technical officer of Coinbase is uh, quite enthused about it, so this could be a potential Coinbase ad sometime in the near future. I know they were going there to do a presentation recently, so um, it's it's definitely uh, something to keep an eye on, like uh, watch for a good retrace and uh, buy those dips.
1: Well, okay, and so that's sort of the key, right, is um, wicks and tails like to be eaten. It shouldn't have surprised us that it's going to run into resistance into these levels right in here, eh? Can you guys see my screen? You know, this high, this high. I do see, do you guys see this gap right here? That's going to be a pretty big brick wall. Whatever, and it'd be interesting, Alex, because you kind of know the story. It'd be interesting to see why this this coin gapped lower that day. Somebody obviously uh, was not happy through this. In fact, that was a big, uh, oh, so they pumped it up on a massive amount of volume there right? and then just crapped out. So something happened there. I think that's probably the top of your range. And uh, if we just do, you know, reload zones and stuff, you know, we can do something along those lines. You could even go all the way up here. I know a lot of people just like to use candle bodies because keep in mind, if we change this, institutions primarily watch line charts. And if we change that to a line chart, you can see how that's that high in there um but uh, anyway you slice it right i mean we're heading into a uh, major resistance up here so you know i mean the worst part about it is of course where did the public get most interested and they're most interested in here but they're not buying the bottom right well, we said the bottom was way down here um i was lucky you know with all my purchases my average cost was here and when i saw this rally i was like "Fucking amen double my, i'm taking profits and uh, I think that makes sense, you know, seeing all these candle wicks. And I think just as Alex said, that's probably what you need to do. If you are interested in this story, you just got to be patient and disciplined, draw your little reload zones, you know, we can go back down off of the lows. And do you guys see, do you guys see this gap right here? See that gap right there? Yeah. And then there's also this cheeky little tail right in there. I don't know whether you can see that. See that funny little tail right in there? So that to me is sort of painting a trade location window just on the candlesticks. And then I look at the good old fibs and gee whiz, mountain man sitting right there at 61.8 and line in the sand is this double bottom, that original structural low there that probably was the actual rocket fuel that launched this rally out here. So, uh, you know, just as Alex suggested, you know, work your fibs, work your levels. And, uh, you know, you could work blind open orders. I love working open orders, but some people it's a little stressful. You could just, you know, if you don't want to work open orders, then you can just let the market come back down, settle down, put in some sort of W, and away we go. Right? Uh, Probably if we look at the internals, my hunch is we're probably going to start to see some divergences developing up here uh actually it's not too bad but actually here we can see uh willie our overbought oversold indicator doing his job like a champ can everyone can you guys all see how willie went nice and stupid right here so basically it did its job that's exactly what it's supposed to do just tell us if market's getting overextended so you know from that perspective i think it makes sense you know what a duh look at this fucking rally right so Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense that this thing's overbought You can see this structurally, it's working its way lower here. If anything, this is good that we don't see just a mash rush of heavy, heavy cell volume. Uh, But you can also see too, you wanna know when this thing's a bull again? Just simply, and I think we've talked about volume impetus before. What we wanna see is we actually wanna see green bars making higher highs, not lower highs like this, right? If anything, you could argue, here's a volume divergence from this high, to this high, right, the volume bars themselves are cascading lower. And I would actually say that the bulls officially fell asleep on this day right here. So what is that day? That's the 9th of February. Let's see what happens. Uh, 9th of February is there. So this rally, this counter trend rally, there just wasn't that much buying interest uh volume impetus fail you can see obv rolling over inside bar seal air so uh yeah definitely a horrible trade location to buy right now work your bids reload zones against key lows right right into this support area or simply let the market come down and start showing you signs that it that it's ready to turn
3: good deal um, just a quick fundamental on this. This is the same supply curve as uh, Bitcoin, and since it's only a year old, it's got 3.8 million coins out. Eventually, we'll have 21 million. Well, so that's cool. Um, yeah, the, just wait wow. it out, guys. It's going to be a little while before this puppy comes uh, uh, like catches up with inflation, but. Uh,
1: now, it's got like a $9.3 million market cap. Do these guys actually do anything? Like is their coin actually being used by people?
0: Um, I would say it's being watching. used. Thank you Byron that's, knows about it,
3: yeah. Uh, it's very innovative, yeah, that's for sure. It's it's proving out some new governance. Um, like if anything, this could fix Bitcoin's problems with how to upgrade um, fluidly and smoothly.
1: Okay, well, so one to keep an eye on. You know, I like for my students, I like to simply say, you know what? You want to keep this really simple. Just show me weekly Ws. So as it is right now, we have a weekly V bottom. Let's see it come down, test these lows, turn back up, and then we'll know this thing's for real. You know, like, uh, and I, it might just be a maturation process, but something like a MAID, right? Can you see the little Ws that's put in right here? Mm -hmm. To me, the market is speaking very, very loudly to me on a weekly basis here. So that's what I'd really like to see from Decred to know that that thing's the shit.
2: Yeah, I think if you can buy in between that 12 and 14, you're going to be pretty happy come summertime.
1: Down in here? Yeah. Yeah, against these lows? All All I will say is market structure-wise, we haven't actually put in bullish market structure yet. So I would prefer to let the market tell me that this thing's bottomed. I do like the fact, look at this OBV bottom in here, very powerful. So I do like that. There's lots of good signs here. I just think, if anything, maybe this just ran too far too fast.
2: Yeah, they they did, uh, I think that was the time, right, William, when uh, they started doing the public marketing and –
1: well, they started uh, – the The guy went on uh, Alex. Did you – Byron, did you watch Alex's uh, interview with him?
2: Uh, no, no. I just know that they started doing some, like, Byron. <laughs> He's heartbroken now. He's uh, Byron.
1: Byron's <laughs> in the penalty box.
3: <laughs> no, they, they said, yeah, they, they were going to go to more conferences and stuff and start being more public. So I think they finally kind of had the uh, – the public image ready, like they had something that was usable for a lot of layman's Because before it was a, it was kind of difficult to kind of use the currency. Now usability is definitely up, yeah. so now they're going to start being more public with it. And, turning it cool. yeah.
2: and well, uh, who was it? Last client, it was pretty hard to use, and then they're working on the next client, which is going to come. I'm I'm guessing around summertime. Um, so, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm,
1: summertime. Okay. So we actually have like a fundamental catalyst to actually yeah, kind of hunt for, that right? I, if anything, I kind of like the idea, maybe give this the next month or two to work down into yeah, support work, yeah. and then let's really put on our spidey senses to watch for a sexy little W. You know, it might be a candle yeah. pattern, but if we're really lucky, give us a nice juicy W to set up the, your fundamental a driver
2: here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what I'm thinking too.
1: All right, cool. Actually, cool. I think we got that take pretty well.
2: Yeah, right, let's get another wheel going here. More. run
3: around, right. she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Made. Oh, you just looked at Made. Ah, <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: we could do it. We could just do it really quick. What I really like about Made is. You know, and if anything, to understand the MAID story, what we really have to talk about is a story that actually is quite on the forefront of this whole space, and that's IOC. If we look at this MAID chart, can you see how made kind of looks like IOC did back here? You see the similarities, guys? Not quite. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. All right, so uh we have a range, nice bottom, double W, boom, breakout, and off to the races she goes. Um, what I'm talking about here is this nice structural pattern of higher highs and higher lows. If we head on back over to mage, and there's one reason why I really like this uh story is can you sort of see it now? You see the W's and look at this bigger W that's really trying to Giant form W. That. You know, um, obviously, you know, we're kind of anticipating, hoping, right, 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 but we can see that uh, money is flowing into this thing, and it's not actually overbought yet on the weekly basis, Um, and if this thing can get its going, just like we saw with IOC, um, what's really interesting is I see quite often 300% range extensions on these breakouts, so if we're gonna do that, and we do 300%, and I know, you know, everybody's gonna go, oh fucking hey, man, I can't wait till this happens. But I don't see any reason why we can't realistically shoot, just like we saw with that IOC, a nice rally up into this uh, 0. 0.0085 area, way up here.
0: 85,000 from. Yes, is that what 20, that is? What are we at right now?
1: 20, 20, oh, 19. Yeah, oh. I, I could see that. Wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, I it would just, uh, you know, I had one that was like that a uh, year or two ago, right? That silly ruby. Same sort of thing, right? When you look at the range itself, can you see the weekly W that came in here? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, here we go, right? And boom, away it goes. And you don't think at the time, right? I'll, I'll, let's do that same study, right? Let's go boom bitty boom, right? And 300% is up there. Let's see how close we came to hitting that. There's 300% there. That was fucking nothing, right? <laughs> so, you know, looking at that made, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if this thing gets going. Obviously, it's apples and oranges. But, again, thinking weekly structure, uh, if, if made if can break out through this uh, range, I don't see any reason why we can't shoot up into here.
2: And I really like
1: what I'm seeing, uh, you know, higher time frame structure. In fact, what I'm telling sort of my people is I think, if anything, we could look back a few uh, uh, a few months, a few years from now, and we actually see that this is sort of like the basement. And, you know, you hear people talk about getting in on the ground floor. And you're going to look back, and you're going to see this W. and you're going to go, oh, man, I wish we had gotten in on the ground floor, right? Well, I think – we're basically forming the basement of, you know, or the ground floor right now. So I'm really yeah. stoked about
3: this one. Yeah, I'm hoping they finally launch their network and they become more than just vaporware. Like, yeah, think- what's going on with the fundamentals? They I think the last I heard was vaults are in testing, which basically means like they're on testnet right now. Um, so we hopefully we'll see this year maybe the main mainnet will launch and you can actually participate. And like the next generation of the internet will start in 2017.
1: I, I tell you, if if somebody came to me and said, Brian, can you show me a chart that you think that looks uh, like it's got a good future? I'm telling you, this chart here is is screaming to me.
3: Yeah, I'm liking it long term. This is one of the oldest and most successful ICOs.
1: Um, Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe we better, uh, you know, temper Brian's bullish enthusiasm. (laughs) Can I actually justify, uh, justifiably, go out and buy this here? Well, I'm sorry, guys. Look at my feed. I actually was selling made here. So keep in mind, I bought down here, right? Reload zones against previous lows. And I realized a double, and I'm sitting on a free investment now, sold half on a double, right? So please, audience, don't think I'm telling everybody to go out and buy made here. If you did want to join the party, right, good old, what do you think I'm going to suggest you do? (laughs) I mean, hopefully you guys hear broken record half the time from me. But can you see here, 200 period moving average. The original market structure bottom and good old mountain man. And look at this big honking tail that's just screaming to be eaten right into there, right? So, you know, same thing as uh, that last one that Alex is talking about. What was that last one we were looking at? Anyway. Decred. Yeah. Uh, work your bids. If you don't want to work bids outright because it scares you, okay, well then just be patient and wait for signs of new structure to get on the long side. Um, no, I would not consider this right here a good trade location.
3: Yeah, I actually just sold some, but I'm looking to put it back in at uh, definitely somewhere lower on where you got, Brian. Um, yeah. it, it's something I'm working by is on, hoping to catch uh, uh, a good price because, yeah, this uh, project long term, I'm hopeful for it. I think they're actually doing stuff and uh, when they do finally launch the network, you're going to see <laughs> some pretty crazy shit happen in that chart.
1: Well, and like I said, uh, maybe I've just been doing this too long. I see this crap in my sleep. But uh, when I look at this chart, especially this W right down in there, eh? right? Right yeah. against these lows. I mean, if this was a bear, they would have knocked it down and threw the lows here. But somebody stepped up and said, no, 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 you go up now. So this is clearly a massively important level for this coin. Oh. Cool. This yep. is basically capitalism in the infancy right here. <laughs> so, you know, it's so cool that we can participate in this capitalist process.
3: Yeah. No, I, I like it. It's gonna be a good one for sure. Let's uh let's see uh what else we got on the wheel here. All right.
1: All right. Am I doing a half job decent job here? Am I talking too much, talking too little, talking out of my butt?
3: We, yeah. did. we I have
0: time agree. for probably like two more, I'd say.
3: Yeah. Ah, oh, shift. I know uh, Lumbert can be happy about this one. Symbol? Uh, spelt shift. S-H-I-F-T. Okay. Um,
1: what do you think about these coins that only trade on one exchange?
3: Oh, they're just the bee's knees. You know, just like you, <laughs> uh, uh, We're only on Bitrex right now, but I don't know. I think um, – it's obviously worrisome, but Bitrix isn't going anywhere. So if they.
1: Bitrex isn't going to go anywhere, but they might fucking kick you in the nuts.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Can you support more than one exchange? Like, Jumbucks mm-hmm. was on more than one exchange, mm-hmm. but our other exchanges were dead. We didn't really support them at all. Um, yeah. So that's why I think-
1: is it is it in your best interest just to have it listed on like uh, Cryptopia or Ubit or something like that just as a de- just in case,
3: um, yeah, like we we would like there to be a more defined market and have uh, like a decentralized market if you will. Um, yeah, that
1: would be cool, eh? Like a, an exchange that sort of like lived on the cloud.
3: Uh, yeah, I think we should, uh, we, uh, Jumpbox was on BitSquare. BitSquare is another decentralized exchange. I think we can get Ubic on there fairly easily. Maybe I'll get that oh, sorted cool. out this week.
1: Okay, what are we looking at here? Uh, I don't more. really see a hell of a lot to get excited level. about at these levels. I think, uh, on balance, you know, Brian and his crazy M's and W's, I think you could make an argument that there was some sort of turn down in this level here. Mm-hmm. What a funny uh, original candle, eh? So this thing opened up here, went screaming up. Some kid did a fat finger all the way to the man, and then they actually ended up closing the candle down there. Nasty. So uh, maybe your uh, your buddy Alex knows what the story is there. Ten million out, not bad. But pretty big market cap. They sure hope they're doing something here um i suppose like i said i i can i can i can make the argument especially on this double bottom that's a nice market structure turn in here um pro it looks to me like you just have to momentum chase this i don't really see an opportunity and i you know this thing look at all these holes there's a gap right there. There's also a gap down in here. So I do believe that when whenever this thing calms down and it's sort of out of the spotlight, it'll have to come down. Big old gap right there as well. So it's looking a little bit like Swiss cheese in here. Um, awfully violent, right? What is this? This is one hundred and fifty-five. No, eleven fifty-five. And they took it a straight line up to what about six or seven? Well, wow, how high is that? Uh, Up to seventy two hundred so maybe a little too far too fast. I Don't know. I kind of feel like they shot the wad here You know usually when these things go parabolic, that's kind of the end of the move in the short term so uh, You know Extremely volatile just even in the short term you got to say that there's the top end of the range and there's the bottom end of the range And they just put this uh, candle wick in up top here so really, there's your playground. It's a pretty damn wide playground. I suppose if you really like this thing and you believed in the story, good old reload zones, uh, line in the sand, lining up with those gaps, um, and uh, you know that horizontal support and resistance line, I, I you know, I guess if it was me, I think I would just work my bids down in these areas down in here. be interesting to go look at the order book. If you are interested in working bids – Pull up the order book and see if there are any notches in the order book. Let's see if we can do that. Do we have time?
3: I don't know. What yeah, to. I think you can pull them up here, Brian. They should be on that side tab there, or or you. Uh, yeah, but
1: I can't see the market too deep here. Uh-huh. I, I, I can only sure. go as far as that. Right. Can I go any lower here?
0: Oh, on the order book. Yeah, click the depths tab on the t- top of the chart.
1: Depths. Um,
0: up up above the chart it's up
1: above the chart you right. see okay. the two go up alerts down. Uh, not <laughs>
0: see it. okay up. go up
1: up, uh, up.
0: okay stop and no, go it's left right here, right there then. yep there you go right.
1: so how deep can i go here okay so nice. that's
0: the entire book so
1: okay cool all right so what was that level that we were interested in oh i lost it <laughs> can i get the chart back okay yep. okay so levels that we were interested i really like brian haven't things.
3: you used Coinergy before
1: Uh, No, I've never heard of that.
3: (laughs) Finding new features every day—it's just so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a charting site. It's technical analysis. I heard that term once before. (laughs) All right, so let's go take a look down at the order book down in this area here, between about 500 up to uh, 1100. Uh, All right, so uh, where are we here? okay so us uh, 900 500 okay there's 500 now how do we see sizes there's an interesting size that's a funny order right in there uh yeah this this would take They might a while not show you exactly thing. what you want though yeah i just show you on Bitterix the way they do it just you know go for it the audience can sort of see what i'm talking about here what's the symbol again what the hell is this uh, ship yeah. yeah uh uh, looks like I don't have any of it, but anyway, let's go take a look. Okay, so I just wanted to show, um, okay, uh, so the levels that we were interested in were, uh, that five, isn't that interesting? Uh, where are we here? Where's the bids and offers total bid? Okay, here we are. Twenty five hundred thirty uh, 30, oh, okay, I'm getting confused here now. These are the bids 42 41 39 okay that makes sense so uh 28 how far do i want to go down on this thing um, sorry I'm wasting time speed it up right okay so we're sitting here oh okay we're quite a ways away from the market yeah I, I like the idea of working orders down in here uh like we said uh somewhere between 1100 and maybe 2000 I look at the order book, and uh, it looks uh, it looks awfully uh, thick here. So I don't know how relevant this is going to be for us right now. But if we just take a quick boo down there, we said, uh, you know, basically 1000 to 2000 If you're working orders, and this is what I wanted to mention. If you're working orders, try and find these funny little notches. Like who on earth is buying 26.25 of this coin? 0. 0.00005 BTC. Why the fuck would anybody do that? I don't know. Right. The point here is just like on volume profile with notches, on the DOM these notches are just as relevant. So try and work your orders right around these notches because what ends up happening in the market is, so if so someone wants to sell, right? They're gonna hit this, you know. To 100,000, 90,000, 5,000, then they're going to look at this like 98, 2,100, and they're going to be like, if I have, if I sell now, I'm going to go to 2100. I have to get next big size. I got to go all the way down to 2,000, or basically like 5% lower. So quite often, what happens is if we trade down into a level, if you run into one of these notches, usually that's the end of the selling. Why? Because there's no more volume for the seller to get filled on. Um, And the next level to big volume, it could be quite a big step away. So just a little hint to the audience. If you are working orders and you have levels, go into the DOM and just sneak your order just a hair above these funny notches. And you'd be surprised how often this works. I did this on good old Jumbox, and when I got my fill, I think it was last year, Man, that trade was just the sickest trade ever. I'd show you the chart, but it doesn't look like we have it on there. Uh, And, of course, if you're like, oh, yeah, Brian, prove it to me, come on the site, and I'll be more than happy to show you the film. Um, So there's a little tutorial, little piece, little hint for you to throw into your tool belt, all you awesome traders out there. Okay, sorry, cut off on a tangent.
3: All right, let me get
0: the wheel up for one more do quick one. One last one, I think, is about what we have
3: time I remember. might veto the choice. I think we should almost look at Rep, because everyone's talking about Ethereum right now, and uh, yeah. REP Rep is, uh, I think, in a pretty good spot if we want to have people walking away with us, looking at something they like. Sure.
1: So, uh, so you want uh, – this is Alex. Alex
3: is bypassing what? the wheel. Yeah, I
1: yeah, do. What just you happened know.
3: there? <laughs> Take a look at a Rep and,
1: uh, and yeah, let me yeah, know. What Alex just made an executive decision. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, interesting looking charts. Uh, hasn't been around that long. How much do we have out here? Uh, 11 million, respectable number. 53,000, nice market caps, got room uh, to grow. 53 million. 53 million. Oh, is that 53 million? Beg your pardon. Okay, well, that's pretty heavy. That actually scares me a little bit. I don't know why I saw 53,000. Sorry about that. 53 million dollars here. I don't know, man. That's uh, looking a little bothersome. These guys better have reinvented the wheel. I think probably, you know, every all the public just watching this, I think it's pretty obvious. If you're like, well, Brian, just give me a simple level on, oh, this is a bull, I know this is a bear. I think quite literally this is your level that we need to watch for. So I don't know what number this is, 0.00575 or whatever this high is. Uh, If we're back above there, then you know that it's ticky-doo-doo-boo and bull, bull, bull. Uh, I do see a little bit of a top that's come in here. You can see the ME action, and this is nothing more than a counter-trend rally. I could see day traders uh, actually looking to hit this thing, right? There is reload zone. Can everybody see the cheeky little gap right there?
0: Yeah, right a couple, there. yeah.
1: There's a gap right there and there is our reload zone and you can see they took the market right up into that area. They've actually, they haven't totally filled the gap in yet. Really we need to see a candle body in this gap to say that it's totally filled. You can see a little bit of an inside bar that's forming here. This is a daily chart and the new day just started a few hours ago so we won't know. Until this thing has actually failed, um, you know, unless we actually see the market go through this candle low right there. But given the fact that there's still a little bit of this gap open, and RLZ, this key high up here, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit more play in here. Um, And I don't know, is this really a great place to be shorting? This kind of reminds me of Ethereum. Do we really want to take short shots on Ethereum right in here? It's interesting because Ethereum did go to new highs when it broke out. You guys said that these two are somehow related.
3: This is Augur. Yeah. Uh, So this is their token rep. Um, So it's supposed to be like the biggest app or DAP for uh, Ethereum. And uh, yeah, hopefully we see something released from them this year because they've been kind of testing it for
1: a long time. Probably uh, watch for that fundamental catalyst. You know, have anything audience, great example here. Wicks and tails needed to be eaten, came down, nom, 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 nice choo, choo, choo. V bottom, like if we change this to a clothesline chart, you know, all the institutions and stuff, when they look at this, they just see a V bottom here. So, as I said before, you'll know really simply put that this market is resolvable if we can get up through these highs, kind of like what we saw out of Ethereum recently. Right now, I would say, at best, we are stuck in a range, and all those range traders, I don't know whether there's that many people in this, it makes sense why they're hitting against these highs, and they'll just risk to these highs up here. Um, Hey, nothing really for me to get too excited about. I suppose I can understand taking like sort of little old lady shots on this thing. It has, you know, you can kind of see uh, the saucer. You guys heard me talk about saucer bottoms before? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of Looks see. Looks like the
0: left side of one kind of.
1: Yeah, you can kind of see it's trying the saucer bottom here. So um, let's see how it goes. I think really very simply put, you'll know that this is a bull if we can get back up through here. It's not that far away. It's just like Bitcoin. I mean, really, is that that big of a deal? If this is a bull, just get this fucker up here. Right? as simple as that
3: right yeah what's 10 million between friends yeah, exactly <laughs> right.
1: all right uh, so you know I know Alex you asked that we take a quick boo at that that's sort of my opinion right now uh, for whatever it's worth
3: well that's good I think uh, the, uh, the community really wants to hear more about what what to think about it right now because yeah ethereum's looking a little better. So, but maybe I this like is the here.
1: saucer. I, you know, do you see it? Can, have you guys heard me talk about market symmetry before?
3: The, well, it, it's something like um, an ICO, like a really successful one, like Augur was. I feel like you need to have a saucer to kind of flush out all the ICO buyers to, like, kind of, um, I don't know, uh, buy up their coins at, before you take it higher. Because if you try and take it higher right away, you're just giving them free money. I love that last candle.
1: Right. Um, Um, I mean, I don't know whether we can believe this first candle here. You know, these nothing.
0: Yeah, that's. API glitch or
1: something. But I definitely can see this. You know, you can see the symmetry here, right? I I don't see any reason why this wouldn't. And, you know, big fucking surprise. I'm sorry. sorry. Big surprise. You know, they'll do a nice saucer bottom, get it all ready for the summer. And if any of the. Probably what we should expect is a really cute little sort of like, you know, at the end of this saucer, a cute little sort of cup and handle kind of setup, something like that. And if you get that kind of thing and we break out through the top, then you know, this thing's off to the races. Oh
3: yeah. Cool. Cool. I think we should uh, wrap it up because I'm going to be late for work. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Ten thirty. 30. Do it night shifts. It's It's fun times. Just when I can, you know, see China at its uh, most sociable hour in the markets. Um, so I might do my quick blurb here and then peace out, guys. Uh,
0: yeah, no problem. I'm. I am i to get back to. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, you
3: can find me at, on Twitter at block underscore talk. Um, I am do my own podcast, lots of cool stuff. This Saturday, I'm talking with Fuso. They do uh, SIM card overlays that allow you to have a Bitcoin wallet that's encrypted on even like old Nokia phones. So it's gonna be really cool, hmm. um, check that out. And um, yeah, I'm also the community manager for UPIC. Uh, we just released our website while the show was going on. So if you wanna check it out at <laughs> Uh it's looking fine and you can download the command line wallet, the, uh, the other wallet will be out probably later this week and uh, yeah check it out for more info on those conferences i talked about or if you want to learn more about me or the rest of the team um thanks
0: awesome thanks alex Bye, yeah and, uh i'll give my blurb and then brian can give his too um so just well i guess most of you guys probably have seen coin AG in action but don't forget to like and subscribe to this video and uh yeah it's the it's the abridged outro i guess i
1: know what just happened here i was like (laughs) whoa anyway um i i guess this is it i do i might do my little dance right now but anyway um my name is brian beamish i run the uh rational investor.co if you want to uh Come to our site and get sort of an overview of how we sort of participate and educate traders. Uh, Feel free to pop on by, Uh, message me, therationalinvestor.co, while you're on the site. Um, New education program starts the middle of May, so what is that? Maybe two or three months away kind of idea. Um, School's probably about two-thirds full, so if you are interested, please get in touch with me um, and let's uh, reserve a seat for you. Uh, really robust community. Uh, we had a couple uh, coins that we were in uh, participating in pump groups uh, and uh, one coin in particular went absolutely insane recently. So uh, lots of happy campers at uh, the Rational Investor. Um, and uh, we are trading in uh, various different stock markets, uh, futures markets as well, and also through crypto. So uh, we run uh, stock trading uh, portfolios through one broker for those people that are interested in crypto and trading the broader market. So also consider that too. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the conversations tonight. If there's anything in the show tonight that you were kind of like, man, I just didn't understand what the hell he meant there. Just pop on by the site, the rationalinvestor.co and ask me. I'd be more than happy to try and help you out. Uh, and I think also I'm supposed to say uh, like and subscribe uh, <laughs> at CR Investor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, yeah.
0: Twitter follow, follow Brian on Twitter oh, at CR Investor.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. I never know what the hell I'm supposed to say. But anyway, CR Investor. And that, uh, okay. So everybody have yourselves a great evening. I hope uh, my words of wisdom have helped you. Always play from a position of strength. Have a trading plan. Positive mental attitudes let's go make a pile of money together
0: oh yeah awesome cool thanks again
1: uh, bye everybody i guess we're done yep we're done take care All guys right. bye everybody trails. have a wow. good night thank you bye